0: to support this podcast go to positive slash donate any amount is appreciated once again positive sarcasm.com slash donate thank you and enjoy the program almost like it never existed but it fucking did so do me a favor go yourself Donate positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated ways of supporting this platform simple positive sarcasm.com slash donate the tried and true method you have uh also go to the merchware page there's some merch available i'll be adding to it hopefully sooner rather than later if i can uh make some damn time for that also of course uh, in the affiliate description down below the link the affiliate link link in the affiliate all right the weeble app use it Okay? Don't waste time trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. The Weeble app. Use it. Cash management, IRA, stocks, stock options, crypto is also available depending upon how you look for it. It's all there. Go ahead. Use it. I highly recommend it. If you do, you get free stocks simply by funding your account and I'll get free stocks by you using the affiliate link. There you go. Now that we got that out of the way. Let's move on to other stuff. Instagram, at positive underscore sarcasm. Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. Or if you simply just want to connect with me the old-fashioned way, you can go to my website and contact me there. Or you can email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Subject matter. I don't know. Whatever you want to contact me with. I do check the junk mail. Believe me, I need to. Mm. You know me. I'm up uh, I'm up generally early. If it's the weekdays, I'm up by 5. If on the weekends, I'm up by 6. Usually out the door at a relatively decent hour uh, by, you know, going for walks and jogs with Chase and um, getting my first meal in, getting a workout in, of course, showering and cleaning myself up and making myself not look like a complete piece of shit. Hashtag white V-neck. I want to go out there and present myself to the world in a way that Jordan Peterson would respect me as. But it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and people are out there jogging. And I'm just curious, like, have you – is this your first thing that you've done today? Is this the first thing you've done? Like, I'm already in downtown doing, like, all kinds of stuff. I've already raided the grocery store of all of its cheap proteins. I've already done my workout. I've already had my first meal. I've already checked all my emails. I've already checked on all the people I need to check in on. I've done a ton of stuff. And you're just getting your jog in now? I'm just curious what have you done with the first four hours of the day is this because I'm just curious like there's I'm sure people have done plenty of stuff within that four hour marker that I've already much already completed most of my life in or maybe they're jogging it's a possibility it's merely a possibility are you jogging during the daytime so that people can see you in action and t- give you recognition? Are you looking to be validated? A lot of people do this. This is why you get those uh, those Instagram influencers who they, what are they called? They're called cardio bunnies. And they go during peak hours and they don't really do much. They just do a little bit of stairs or they do a little bit of treadmill work. And then you go and see them in the uh, Zumba classroom and it's just them with their cell phone camera. And they're just taking pictures. And then it's like if you follow them close enough, it's like isolate. Go be a creeper for a little bit and follow that one in, follow that one chick who looks like she's a cardio bunny. And follow her online and see what she posts. And nine times out of ten, it's usually you never see her with any weights in her hand. Um, you never see her with any weights in her hand. Posting fucking selfies, and there's all kinds of absolutely. Let's see. I think I've. Y- you know those those um everybody like on their Facebook or their Instagram pages, and they have like stupid sayings. Let's see if I could find one. Uh, let's see. I like to see different landscapes and want to seek a kind of stability in this impetuous world. I don't even know what impetuous means, bitch. Um, let's see. We could probably find another one. I just literally just let's see let's go to the friends recommended page here and see how many retards are. Let's see never leave i love you left unsaid wow okay uh rem- okay remove 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 uh let's see what about this one this one looks uh nope okay cool let's see here um let's see nope apparently some people died in her life all right remove uh remove remove <laughs> I don't care about any of these fucking people. Oh, Gypsy's Soul. Oh, okay, sure. Go ahead and delete that. Wait a minute. Do I know her? No, oh, don't want to. Moving on. Um, Let's see. I'm looking for any basic bitch. Um, walking Calamity. I should hit her up. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Remove. Um, Yeah, that's... It's not good. So they go – yeah, follow them online, these cardio bunnies, and just watch how all they do, no workouts whatsoever, basically just doing a little bit of stairs, doing a little bit of uh, treadmill, mostly just slow walking. And then they go in the other room. They take their pictures in front of everybody with their super tight spandex that they got on some Instagram link, and they just post selfies all freaking day. Those people have no souls, and they're not worth talking to. Um but they're – and yet they are jogging at walking or jogging at like 10 a.m. It's like how much effort – you put a, must have put a lot of effort into all the stuff that you your, – your, quote, fitness outfit to seek validation at 10 o'clock in the morning. We know everybody's driving around. It's like – look, the hardest work is done when no one's watching. So – I always say this. If you see them out there and they look fantastic and it's already the middle of the day, those are useless people. Those are high-maintenance people, and you generally don't want to be around them. Um, if you think I'm crazy, go down this rabbit hole and see how far I'm, tr- I'm actually telling the truth. Well, I'm, I'm telling them. I'm, I'm not speaking truth to power. I'm just telling you the truth. There's a lot of people here who just do the minimum shit for the most, the maximum validation, and that includes jogging at 10am, something you could have done at 7am. Also begs the question, were you were you sleeping at 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock? Why were you doing that? Were you up all night? What were you doing? Up all night. What were you doing? Up all night. That made you have to sleep until 9 o'clock and spend an hour. Picking out your favorite spandex. So you can go out there. Because your fat ass needs to fit into that. Really, really pervasive, persuasive, curvasive pair of spandex there. Hopefully they're Lululemons. Because if they're anything cheaper than that. We're going to see your ass explode out of them pants. And into they're just going (laughs) to flood into the streets. As we see you putting in your maximum effort for validation so that's that people jogging at 10 a.m that's my thoughts around that um i did so to number two on the list um this is actually kind of a nice thing so there are places that are dog friendly that you can take your dog into and hopefully your dog's friendly too um i generally like to go to home depot because i'm doing a I'm doing a little project that i that i tested on my car a while back about because the early 90s early 2000s um american interior on cars was super bland very very bland very basic all mono colors but luckily on my car a lot of the parts are you know the cookie cutter you can take them out pop new ones in super easy and they're all separated by they're all the parts are really separated they're universal they're cheap to buy but i found this amazing idea i was like well not an amazing idea but it turned out to be an amazing idea i the door panels were um that that house the lock unlock window section uh of my car um it's just a plastic panel that pops in and out and i didn't obviously i didn't like the color i don't me personally they didn't go with the rest of the car it was like all the rest of the car is like this charcoal color or like this bluish ford color and then these things are just black and i was just like this is fucking gross so i painted them turquoise and i'm like I kind of like a turquoise like that but i'm looking for something distinctive something authentic so um, i had this like w- like smoky blue wood trim kit in the car and i liked it and but i realized you could clearly see that most of it was fake and it it doesn't fit perfectly therefore you just kind of you kind of see it you know it's there it looks like it was it was just put on and you could tell that it's put on so I've finally grown out of it, and I want to have a more permanent color to the interior of the car. So I tested the sides with um, something with something called antique pewter. And if you've ever seen antique pewter, it's like metal or that silver that's been beaten, like a very rustic-looking thing, and it's not a perfect pattern, which is really cool. Like if you get like a nice authentic wood table, you see like the knots in it and everything, and it's not... It's not, uh, not symmetrical, what am I working for? Um, it's not cookie cutter, you know, it's not a pattern, there's no patterns in the wood. Um, which makes it, you know, makes it look a little more authentic. So when you spray this antique pewter, you get this really beautiful, um, mosaic of silver and black charcoal sprinkles. Um, and its I know Bear makes it but rust was the one that I actually preferred so I tried it on these plastic door panels and I loved it matter of fact I thought it instead of darkening the interior of the car it brightened the interior of the car and I was like I like this because the outside of the car is very dark it's a dark true blue very dark true blue and it's accented by black trim so I'm like okay so I tried the on, on the door panels and I loved it and but was, it didn't work with the, I like the accent of the, the blue wood paneling, but um, that, to actually do that and get that wood paneling stuff would be expensive. And number two, it's non-existent. And number three, it just, I don't know, it doesn't work with the door panels. So I'm like, okay, let me do a contrast of the existing colors that are in the car and contrast it to the rustic antique computer. So I finally decided to go to Home Depot, and it consists of four cans. You get um, a can of Flex Seal Clear, but this is for the end. You start off with a primer, even though the antique pewter says it's also a primer and painter all-in-one. But I got a can of primer just to get the kick started. So it's going to be the instrument cluster, the... um, climate control and radio cluster uh, outline that comes out the shifting bezel which is surrounded by a beautiful brushed metal uh, what do they call that billet aluminum bezel so those three pieces I'm going to remove and I'm going to make antique pewter and I'm gonna give that a shot and it can consist of one can of primer which will take care of all three pieces and then two cans just to be safe I mean Generally, one can should do the trick, uh, but I'm just—I have it just out of caution, just to be precautious. I got two cans, and then you actually finish it off with a Flex Seal Clear, which gives a very durable um, finish, and it takes some of the gloss out of the out of the antique pewter, which is what you want, and because it makes it look more authentic. But you put that Flex Seal Clearer on, and when it dries, you got a very durable. Touchable finish that you can't really see. Like if you put your fingerprints on it, or if you're opening it constantly, or if you got dirty fingers, whatever, it can handle that that wear and tear, and it never comes off. And it looks great. So I'm going to be doing that on those three pieces. So I went to Home Depot to get that stuff ordered because Rust-Oleum Bear makes it too antique pewter, Um, but Rust-Oleum makes it as well, and that's the original. And I kind of want to stick with the same company, so. Went to Home Depot. Home Depot is a dog-friendly um, establishment, which is cool. I like that. Lowe's is and Home Depot is. Right, Chase? You awake, buddy? Yeah, he is. Um, Sorry, go back to sleep. <laughs> so we go there. I take him in with me. He gets really excited to go into places, so obviously going out there, like to the park or whatever, I just, you know, I open the door and he goes running around, you know, take him off the leash, and it's great, but going into, like, Home Depot, it's a little different because I got to keep him on leash, I got to keep him on a short leash, I got to keep him right next to me, and I got to keep him focused on where we're going because there's people everywhere, and I get nervous because he's, you know, he's a 65-pound plot hound, he's a big boy. And when he gets nervous, if people start walking towards him, he gets he gets a little scared. He doesn't attack anybody, but he definitely will make his presence known um, by barking at you. Being like, hey, you, you're you're, get, you're closing in on me and I'm getting uncomfortable. But it gets really nerve-wracking for me because he's a bigger dog and some people are scared of him. Um, but I was surprised at how many people are aware how many people are aware of how rescues are how many people i mean more than i realize like how many people have rescues have family that have rescues when i say rescues i mean i turn loosely it's like you know maybe they were a puppy and they were in the foster care for like a few weeks but i mean adopted we've uh, adopted dogs people how many people are aware of adopted animals that came from really tough situations or whatnot and understand their quirks and their insecurities and in their pros and cons and people really seem to be responsive to him just understanding first of all he is he's a beautiful creature he's an absolutely beautiful heartbeat and that's i mean that fucking i mean all the all the tanning and deadlifts and squats and bench presses and nice v-necks that i happen to have and i'll never look as good as him but he people respond so well to him and they approach him for the most part especially in home depot because the blue collar folk who are shopping there and who work there and they're so nice to him and they're so respectful of his space and they just look at him almost with a bit of sadness and they know they look at this dog and they know he's been through some shit and it's not because he looks like shit it's just they look at him they look at his build they look at his beautiful brindle they look at his eyes and they get it and they understand it and they respect his space and i'm cautious of just unleashing him upon them but at the same time i do allow them to approach at a balanced manner so i will they'll come sit or they'll talk about him, and he'll smell them through the air. Or I'll approach them and, and just kind of sit with Chase, and I'll hold on to him because he's stretching that collar out for sure. But it's they're so sweet, especially at Home Depot. They're so the customers, and for the most part, the customers and the uh, uh, employees there, super, super nice when it comes to him some just stay out of the way they're very nice some are dismissive but in a good dismissive in a good way where they're like um i don't know this dog i'm sure he's fine but i'm just gonna not give him any eye contact in case he gets really nervous and chase ken does get nervous uh around people he doesn't know and they're just so sweet what uh, i see one woman chase went right into his lap and she gave him treats so she gave him treats, which means he's like, okay, all right, we're cool here. Um, but you know, you still hold him on a short leash and you watch him. The other guy came and sat right down the way you're supposed to with animals, and that was great. You know, and this guy, after he was done with that, he helped me order some some paint supplies. And then there was the guy in the paint section who Chase barked at, but the guy didn't. He didn't flinch. He was just doing his job, and he went up on the ladder and he was talking directly to me. And he was he was good too. So it's like you don't realize like even if your dog looks aggressive or see, people get it, people understand it. And Chase doesn't look aggressive. He's just a strong dog. He's just a beautiful creature. And what I'm trying to say is if if you're thinking that everybody when you walk into a place looks at your dog as if they're like a nuisance or whatever, no, people get it. People understand it. They there there are more people out there now who are adopting these these creatures more than ever they understand it's i saw something about the typical uh, on instagram um there was a situation where a dog mauled a, a young child and he kind of insinuated that the, the whole it's not the dog it's the owner was kind of laughable um look i'll be honest with you there are some breeds that are absolutely capable of ripping apart a human being They just are Belgian Malamos, German Shepherds, Dobermans, Cane Corsos, um, North uh, you know uh, you know Blue Nose Pitbulls, which generally are fucking sweeties. Um, there's a ton. There's a ton. Even a Golden Retriever can fuck your day up. Uh, but yeah, I get it. But most of the time, if these dogs are just filled with nothing but love then and they're just put in sweet environments they're putty they're absolute putty and if you treat and if you watch a dog like you watch your child and if you care for a dog as like you care for your child you're always going to be watching them supervising them making sure they're not getting into trouble making sure they're not ripping each other apart and that's how you make a good home that's how you make a good dog that's how you make a good kid you treat a dog like shit He'll maw a toddler. You treat your kid like shit or ignore your kid, he's gonna go into a school and shoot everybody. It's the same fucking thing. So, home, going to Home Depot, they were just so sweet and understanding of it, and it was like, oh, I get it. They understand, they know, they've they they have family or they're surrounded by these types of you know adopted animals, and they they love it, you know, and they appreciate you for. Caring for them as much as you do and it's really really cool uh but i am very cautious when i walk in there he's got a very short leash because uh you know he's there's a lot of industrial and wood and people smells in there and i want to keep him focused because he is a hunting dog after all i mean he's a gopher killer so but i want to keep him focused because i'm there to do some things but at the same time i want to socialize him in the way of hey you go in here You know these are the rules stick with me if you want to go in here again you do these things and and it's fun for him every time he goes to go and he gets to go and do something somewhere anywhere he wants in he wants in so and i am mindful of that it sucks especially in, in the summertime because it's extremely hot out and a lot of places you obviously can't bring your dog and rightfully so but I will, I'm, I'm willing to let him sit in the car with the car running with the AC blasting. That way, I mean, I don't give a fuck. My, my Mustang's not going to overheat. The AC is charged to the max. It blows great cold air. So, and, and he's safe there. He's safe. And if it's a place where I can't, I, I'm not able to, or not comfortable to leave my car running with him in it, then I just won't go there. Fuck it. Um, or I'll plan accordingly. So, planning accordingly allows me to bring him pretty much everywhere I go, which is fantastic. Um, A lot of you know I'm kind of, like, supposedly, um, possibly shifting gears uh, from this part of the seacoast back to a more permanent area of the seacoast, and, you know, I have some people who, some friends who are real estate agents and stuff like that, and I look at their pictures and stuff and I found that interesting that all of them, so when I look up real estate agents or their pictures online, I find that they all have the same uh, picture. And some of these are, ge- are generic, but some of these are actual photos. They all have their arms crossed. Like they accomplished something or that they're trusting or that they're confident and these are all real estate age. A lot of these are real estate agents. Here's one. Uh, Toronto Reality, uh, Karen Weissman, uh, a forever agent. But even the stock photos, they've all got their arms crossed. Like, I can do this. You can have this. And it's like, uh, but I noticed that it's not just real estate agents. It's uh, when you get doctors, all the doctors have their arms crossed. I don't know what this fucking idiot's staring at. Um, But they all have their arms crossed. And it's fucking. First of all, it's funny to me. I don't know if I trust the doctor in sneakers. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but they, yeah, they all got their they all got their arms crossed. Here's a guy with his with a mask still on. Oh, Adobe. Okay. there's a lady with a burka. Is it a burka or a, whatever you call it? Um, they've all got their arms crossed. So real estate agents, arms crossed. Doctors, uh, arms crossed. News team arms crossed so all the news my team tactile cassandra morton hayfield uh journalists um who the fuck is that body i mean so women journalists and television sportsman standing statement from chancellor gary may uc davis not he's standing there with his arms crossed but he's not looking at the picture he's kind of looking away a little bit uh Amna Nawaz reflects on career, arms crossed. Umpire shortage ABC picture, arms crossed. They've all got their arms crossed. There's a picture of Donald Trump, arms are not crossed. There's a picture of Vin Diesel, arms crossed. Okay. All right. Um, so they all got their arms crossed. Why? So I'm like, I'm, let me ask that question. So I looked it up. Oh, sorry about that. There we go. I had to be careful here. All right. Am I still recording? Thank God. All right. So uh, I looked at this forum from specialistBTcom Do you know why do- normally doctors pose with cross arms? So this is mostly doctors. While standing straight in front of in almost all their photos, especially for banners or profiles? I know this is a bit of an odd question, which is somehow not totally relevant, but this thing about doctors and medical professional photos intrigued me since then. Real estate agents, of course, and news teams. Uh, any idea why? Is there a reason behind that pose? Does it signify a particular value like trust and confidence?" All right, well, there were a couple answers here. Um, there's one main answer. It is a sign of a tr- by Gata Awada, a medical sales hospital representative. Oh, and they work for Pfizer. Actually, it is a sign of truth, exposing a myth about body language. But, quote, Dudge, don't judge too quickly. Crossing arms can signal many different things. Based on people's belief, if someone crosses his arms he is blocking others out and sending a negative message i'm sure you have also heard about this but i think it is not accurate regarding silent body language let me inform you now that it is not it is a simple uh that is not it is a simplistic misconception basically the self-hug of crossing arms of a doctor could be explained as an a positive body uh body language you have probably noticed that doctors cross their arms more frequently in public gatherings than in private such as banners or social media profiles. In a way, it's like a self-hug and it's comforting for the moment. They do that while listening to a speaker or wait while waiting for a presentation to begin. From my view, they are of course not trying to keep anyone away, they are just contributing to their own comfort, self-confidence, and enthusiasm. For the most part, that's why they do it. Ask someone in an audience with their arms crossed if they are comfortable and invariably they say yes because they truly are. That is from a medical sales hospital representative from Pfizer Pharmaceutical. Obviously, it's a sign of truth, exposing a myth about Bosing. Okay, yeah. Well, if anybody should be exposed for truth, it should definitely be Pfizer. Uh, anyways, I did uh, was gonna talk about. Oh, um, before I get to Q and A, let me just state this: there is a there's some people going around talking about how f- fasting can um. Let me put it to you this way. Uh, increase your testosterone in men and women as much as, like, thir- like 1,300%. Um, I can tell you that's – no, that's that's not true. Um, so if you were a man or woman, you had, like, a couple hundred percent – a couple hundred per deciliter uh, testosterone – If you were to go thirteen hundred percent, oh my god, you'd be like close to ten thousand and you'd probably be dead. And in order to get so if you if you went from zero to thirteen hundred percent, um you'd be you'd go from dead to dead. So generally like roided out bodybuilders have like they're around their testosterone's like around like twelve hundred, a little like more than that probably, but they're in the maybe couple thousand range, I guess. Um, normal, natural pe- normal natural males generally range between like four and eight hundred. You can look up the, the, the testosterone chart, but that's generally where males are. Um, even with a little bit of TRT, you can get that stuff back up there, but it all depends on your food. She, this person's talking about like fasting for like between 15 and 20 hours. I can tell you that's not the case, it's not true um and in no way would I I personally encourage um extreme fasting or um any t- type of starvation per se that well just deprives you of nutrients. Um if you want to talk to people about fasting, you could probably look up people like um like Michaela Peterson, who's a car- who's on the carnivore diet basically, and she understands like elimination diets very well because she had a a, a shit ton of um, health issues, immunodeficiency issues, and because of the diet that she f- basically last resorted to, uh, she's alive and well today. But uh, you know, she still looks very feminine. She doesn't have this 2,000% increase of of testosterone. doesn't work like that. Um, So just look, fasting is good. Ketogenic diets are good. Paleo diets are good. Vegetarian diets are pretty good. Carnivore diets, pretty good. Um, There's a lot of good diets out there. Right now I'm on a very high percentage uh, meat diet, extremely high percentage meat diet. The only thing I sprinkle in there from time to time is like a cheat meal um, to reset my leptin and ghrelin levels and pickled vegetables, mostly sauerkraut, kimchi, and sometimes pickles. But pickled vegetables really have made a significant effect on um, on my body. And I believe from the studies I've, uh, I've listened to and I believe the presentation by Eric Berg, allows you to um, basically clean out your 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 veins and your arteries from all the possible potential blood clots or thickening of the blood arteries um, so that is why i pursued that because meat in conjunction with pickled vegetables really helps with that and i'd rather not stroke out and especially people who've been um, who've been vaccinated supposedly or have gotten the, excuse me let me rephrase that. Have gotten the COVID jab originally. That Apparently that has caused some inflammation or some blood clots. I don't know. The studies are still coming out. But I don't want to have that. For those people, it may be elevated. If those people are elevated, they really want to truly consider trying to, if possible, eliminate these threats. So whomever's claiming... That, you know, thir- you know, 1,300% increase in testosterone simply by fasting. Um, I could just say your fucking math is whack. Your math is whack. Because I-, I get, I know that my testosterone is nowhere near that. And I'm already more, feeling more aggro by the amount of meat I take in, especially red meat. <laughs> I can tell you this though, I'm not running out around at 2,000. Not at all. Uh, anyways, we are at the 31-minute mark, so let's go ahead and close up shop with some full Q&A. And by the way, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. Uh, like, subscribe, share, and, of course, email me directly through my website with any questions, concerns, comments, including posing if you are a fitness competitor. Shout out to Chris Santamaria and his team. I take great care in my cooking. Let's get this on the screen. I want you guys to read along with me. Let's read along. How can I get my daughter to stop calling my cooking bland and unappetizing because I refuse to use salt and spices? I take great care in my cooking. All the cooking I use is freshly picked from my organic garden. I don't cook with salt or spices as it is healthier and my family has a history of heart disease. All right, we'll get back to that. I taught myself how to cook in my youth, and it is a passion of mine. My husband adores my cooking. However, lately my daughter has been belittling my cooking abilities. Uh, Jenna is 15 and has gradually stopped eating any of the food I make. She has started cooking her own meals after uh, my husband and I eat, and as the kitchen isn't free until after we've tidied up. She spent the birthday money her grandparents gave her on cookbooks and spices and has been begging us to buy her certain kitchen appliances. I'm happy that she shares my interest in cooking but her refusal to eat my food is deeply insulting. I've asked her about it and she claims that it is bland and unappetizing. The nail in the coffin was last week when Jenna bought a couple of friends over to our house for a movie night. I was making burgers and I asked Jenna if they wanted any. All the girls besides my daughter said yes. Then jenna proceeded to see proceeded to say just warning you my mom says she's making burgers she means burger patties without buns or condiments or fries a couple of the girls said it was still okay and graciously thanked me for offering food i was glad that jenna had such respectful friends but i was i felt humiliated the way I felt jenna f- spoke about my cooking as though i felt as though it was something people needed to be warned about Hurt me to my core. I didn't say anything, but I was fuming inside. I know it's normal for teens to go through a rebellious phase, but to have my own daughter criticizing something that is so precious to me is unbearable. Every time that she forgoes dinner with me and my husband and prepares her own meal later is like a slap in the face. I love the food that I make, and I'm sick of her acting like it's beneath her. Is there anything I can do about my daughter's behavior? Um, hold on. Let me go back to the top here. All the product, uh, all the produce I use is freshly picked from my organic garden. Cool. I don't cook with salt or spices as it is healthier, as it is healthier, and my family has a history of heart disease. That is not true. Cooking without salt or spices is not healthier. Okay. Let me explain something to you very, very simply. All right. Take this for, I mean, this is 100%. Okay. Your body runs on water and salt and nutrients, okay? Your body feeds off of of fat. If it doesn't have any carbohydrates stored in its muscle bellies, all right? Or in its body form, uh, anywhere, okay? There's no carbs. It has two other things to feed off of. One is muscle and one is fat, okay? So fat-free doesn't mean good, all right? So when you're talking about Salt, salt is essentially the thing that keeps the body together. It connects everything. It sends the electri- it helps send the electrical signals and the water and the food and the nutrients and the minerals to all the places of the body that they need to go to. And if you drink the right amount of water or, you know, coffee or whatever, if you drink the right amount of liquids, salt is a non-issue salt and water together make the human body powerful um make yeah makes the human body powerful if you are eliminating salt from your body your body drowns basically what happens is salt is an electrolyte it causes your body to have it allows more flexibility it allows for more uh muscle uh use more muscle energy Uh, Like I said, literally a piece of salt is like an ant that that goes in step with all the other ants. And then the salt is that ant, and the ant carries like that little kernel of food. And if if there's no ants, then the food doesn't go back to the the colony. If there's no salt, the water doesn't travel anywhere. the, the, The nutrients, the minerals, all the proteins, the fats, the carbs, they don't travel anywhere your body drowns. You have to have salt in your system. It is just the way of life, period. So, and if you uh, drain your body of salt or you try to, your body will go into uh, an emergency mode where it will stop trying to flush out water because it is trying to hold uh, as much salt as possible inside the body. The, when you uh, work out, you sweat. But you don't sweat just water. You sweat also salt or sodium or electrolytes. You sweat them out of your pores. And then you put water back in your system, but you don't put the electrolytes back in your system. They discovered this way back in the 20th century during a football game. That's why Gatorade, That's how Gatorade was invect- invented, electrolytes. Basically putting sodium um, into the water helped reinvigorate the players because they realized that water was not... When you were sweating, it wasn't just water; it was electrolytes, it was salt, sodium. You put that back in, your body comes back to life. That's the thing. So when you talk about "I don't cook with salt or spices as it is healthier," that's incorrect. Spices, many spices, depending upon if you're allergic to them or not, like if it's paprika or, or pepper or, or hot sauce or uh, parsley. Parsley is a spice. Parsley is a is a is a plant. Parsley. Basil, saffron, curry, uh, 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 oregano, They're, they're all thyme, sage, they're all spices. They should all be used, but they don't taste like anything without salt and pepper. They don't. You need to add those to your body in order to make it healthier and in order to make it taste better. Otherwise, your body just turns into a fucking jello because you don't have any salt in your system. So if your family has a history of heart disease, it's probably not because of salt, it's because your family wasn't healthy. You're looking at salt the wrong way. You can use a gun to defend your family or you can use a gun to blow your head off. Um, this is the thing. You ha- Salt is a tool. A tool has a purpose. Use it for the right reasons, and it will reward you. Salt is one of, it's one of the most important supplements you can ever put in your body. And when you mix it with creatine, look the fuck out. So when it comes to your daughter, I do have a, a, a policy, obviously, if the kid doesn't want to eat the fucking food. But obviously, I have a thing about making food. Like I make healthy and tasty food and, and really fuel-based food. So there, believe me, eating it is not a chore. Eating my full food is not a chore, but we make one meal and if the kid doesn't like it, well, buy your own food and make your own food or shut up and go to bed. You're not going to sit there and eat macaroni and cheese all fucking day. That's not going to happen. Uh, you're not going to sit there and drink milk all day. That being said, I do like macaroni and cheese. And, ma- and milk is fantastic but it has to be raw milk pasteurized milk is basically pointless um it, it is it's pointless. there's no reason for it pasteurization and homogenization takes all the bacteria out of it the bacteria which is actually good for you so um i side with look flat out i side with the daughter she has a point granted she's being t- all teenagery about it but what the fuck do you expect? You don't cook with any nutrient, uh, with basically any tasties. There's no tasty in there. Why would you want to eat it? So clearly her body is telling her something like, this shit sucks. She should, should probably make something of your own. Just hashtag just saying. So I, she has a point. She has a point. I, I'm sorry, but cooking with salt and spices is live. Garlic is live. We got it. Um, th- all right, let me fo- let me close up. Ooh, ooh, I want to close up with that one. Wedding stuff. Wedding stuff is always interesting to me. Four months before my daughter's wedding, she told me that her uncle, my brother Dave, would make her feel unsafe if he was a guest. She asked me not to invite him. My daughter is a very politically progressive. Is very politically progressive, as many of her friends, and although she and Dave have always had a good relationship, I thought, he is a conservative voter and has supported candidates we all abhor. Okay, so he voted for Trump. Alright, well, I don't see the fucking problem here. Uh, there are people that have voted for Biden, i.e. my mom probably voted for Biden. Do I disown her? No. She's my fucking mother. Jesus Christ. Dad has always been... A ni- has. Dad has, Dave has always been nice... So, my mother, my daughter, Dave has always been nice, so my daughter's request surprised me. I wrote Dave a very nice note telling him that he would not be, we would not be comfortable with him at the wedding and that he would not be invited. Dave did not respond. Whoa. Hold on a sec. Dave has always been nice, so my daughter's request surprised me. I wrote Dave, um, a nice very nice note telling him that he would not be comfortable we would not be comfortable with him at the wedding and that he would not be invited dave did not respond and did not attend afterward i sent him a card and pictures from the wedding all in an effort to make him feel like he was not being totally left out i have not heard from dave since then when my siblings found out what i had done they were angry with me that is just one problem another problem is that dave has not sent my daughter-in-law a wedding gift in the gat in the past Dave has given family members wedding checks in excess of $1,000. She says she was counting on receiving the same type of gift. Okay. My husband says I should drop it, but I can't. Dave's behavior is upsetting and embarrassing to me. What... uh, My husband... How can I get my brother to recognize and change his petty behavior? Please don't tell me that I'm the one who started this by not inviting my brother to the wedding. After all, he's a grown man while my daughter is young and just starting out. Um... All right, this one looks like an open and cut shut case. Let me explain something to you very quickly. All right, very, very simply. All right, um, the f- beginning part here. Um, four months before my daughter's wedding, she told uh, me that my uncle, my brother Dave, would make her feel unsafe if he was a guest. Okay, uh, my daughter's very politically progressive. All right, so your daughter's politically progressive. Great, good for her. I don't care it's a wedding we don't talk about politics at weddings as many of her friends although she and dave have always had a good relationship so she's managed to have a good relationship with a family member who voted the different way he's a conservative voter and supports candidates okay so he's voted he voted for trump he probably or he lives in florida and voted for desantis or chris christie who that fat fuck i don't i don't know whatever he voted for somebody different and because he voted for somebody different you despise him but the daughter it's her wedding Her, for her wedding she stated that she would want Dave to come to the wedding so she invited Dave you wrote Dave a note saying we're not comfortable with you we and you're not being invited so Dave feeling basically ashamed and feel like a piece of shit did not respond to you and didn't send a wedding gift so you alienated the uncle. You alienated the uncle because he voted a different way and because he's a conservative uncle, you made him feel like he's a piece of shit and didn't invite him to the wedding. And he was about to, even though he was going to be invited to the wedding. Because despite your the uncle and the daughter's differences politically and culturally, they st- somehow managed to get along really really well gee imagine an america imagine an america where the daughter and the uncle can actually get along really well despite some significant differences imagine the world we would live in if this stupid bitch fucking didn't write this goddamn letter and told dave how much of a scumbag he is because he decided to make a decided to wear a maga hat for a couple of months and vote a different way And therefore, she doesn't get that $1,000, and Dave is left with the shame of not being allowed to go to this wedding, never being allowed to see her walk down the aisle for one of the supposedly, allegedly, one of the greatest days of her life. And this is all 100% because of you, you stupid fucking cunt. This is 100% your fault. And you know what? I bet you there's nothing you can do to fix it. Nothing that'll, I mean, honestly, this is not a cracked window. You shattered the shit out of it. You took your foot and put your fucking finger, you put your toes right through the windshield. You destroyed this. This is 100% your fault, and you should be feel ashamed. Dave has done nothing wrong. What is he, just some hick from French Lick who, you know, listens to fucking Dave Ramsey and Ben Shapiro? Does that make him out to be a total piece of shit? Jesus Christ. Lady, you're trash. That being said, I think I'm done with this podcast. Not permanently. I'm just saying for today. We did a good 46 minutes here about all kinds of silly stuff. Uh, we talked about uh, people jogging at 10 a.m. for um, for recognition. Uh, why real estate agents, doctors, and news team agents all cross their arms. Uh, testosterone reality and my buddy in Home Depot. Uh, and of course, some Q&A. That being said, if you want to support this platform, go to slash donate Any amounts appreciated. Really hit that Weeble app. The link is in the description down below. Get some free stocks, especially now, and then start that cash management account. They're offering like 5%. And you could start your IRA. And there's a ton of stocks and stock options available. Get after it. Start saving. You'll be amazed. If you want that down payment for that house or that retirement account, you can start it now and you can start it quickly. I mean, it. believe me, just, just fucking do it, all right? Use my affiliate link. In the meantime, uh, appreciate you guys listening, watching. Find me anywhere podcasts are available. I know Stitcher has gone away, but I'm on Substack and I'm on anywhere where podcasts are dropped audio-wise. Video per- version of this podcast exclusively on Rumble. So go to rumble.com. Positive sarcasm. In the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week getting sweaty. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.